TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. ChairShot Radio and ChairShot.com brings you another edition of Ye Old Head Trauma. Thanks to my liege, Lord Maxington, the herald of head trauma, Sir Paul Tolly and Ray. We thank you for listening to us another episode. It feels weird not calling it the Midweek Mainstay. I feel, I feel empty. Just call it that anyway. I mean, I mean Friday I know ain't it, I know in the middle of the damn week, but it, it, it drops on Fridays, but the, the title is still there. Branding, right? We can't change the shit now. You, oh, you can have as many subtitles as you want. Share shout share shout radio. Look at, look, at, look at Badlands, for instance. Badlands <laughs> wrestling Mount Rushmore slash wrestling's what ifs. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Chair shot radio, aka Head Trauma Fridays, a.k.a. the Midweek Mainstay, a.k.a. Kablamington, a.k.a. Tolly came back and we finally got this motherfucker, a.k.a. Ray gonna say some stupid shit, a.k.a. shout out to Radio Techers, a.k.a. what what, what do you want to add? I, I think you've used up your 220, 218 yeah. Twitter characters. There's no promoting that name. <laughs> I'm on my second tweet, dog. I'm on my second tweet. <laughs> Problem is, that's starting to sound like David Starr's entrance as well. Oh, that's a, nice, up, that's, a, that's a good segue into the topic exactly. that we're actually going to be talking about. I'm learning from the best. Not one of us two, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly been doing some podcast uh, training in his absence. <laughs> you know so, where I came from. <laughs> we, 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 like to, we like to have fun. On Chairshot Radio, but uh, some shit happened this week that I thought was pertinent for us to talk about and get a little serious. Um, we, you, you, you guys heard Badlands last night, so you heard the fun part. But uh, you know, man, being a, being the only American on this show, and I'm sure you guys speak of it from the British or the Welsh or the English side of the game, but the journalism in our country. And especially around wrestling, which I've been on record of saying wrestling journalism doesn't exist, but whatever you call it, the reporting has gotten really, really bad and really, really biased. Now, I can understand the bias. I can understand the bad. I can understand it's a person's natural inclination to lean this way or that way. Or to like this person or dislike that person or this thing or that thing. But I can understand the bad. So I wanted to talk about it and kind of talk about some journalistic journalistic integrity and especially how it um, portrays to wrestling. And the thing that made me think about this topic was AEW signing of Jay Lethal. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. For, but please, any any thoughts? Well, but, but you know, before we go anywhere, let me lead you guys into this. I want to go to Tali first. Did you know about the allegations 
uh, laid upon Jay Lethal. And before you knew about them, how did you feel about Jay? I was I was not aware of um, the allegations against Jay Lethal. You know, I, I, I had to ask you guys to to fill me in on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've I was always a fan of Jay Lethal. Actually, um, he was he was a big part of um of wcpw when when uh that launched over here when what culture launched that fed over here was pretty, you know pretty massive for for a little for a sh- short minute there and they used jay lethal a lot so i i, I liked him i liked him from that i loved the the tna stuff he did with um you know the the macho man gimmick the and the woo off um but no this um th- this those allegations are completely passed me by um and, and probably be, be, because the there was just so many allegations uh, and over that period of time and, and still we're still we're getting them now that i think i think it's only natural that that you do miss some which which is shocking in itself it, sh- it shouldn't be that way but um so so i've i've my initial thoughts were that's a great signing for aw i look forward to seeing what he's doing but that was quickly uh that was quickly tempered by uh by by the by the allegations recirculate recirculating and, and it's as good that they were recirculated that's the way it should be because it catches people who missed the news the first time around but but the issue is he's still signed with the second biggest wrestling promotion in the world um it's it's all well and good us as fans missing uh these um these uh allegations and i have to admit i heard the allegations originally uh, mm-hmm. but because there was such a kind of uh, um, cavalcade of allegations and some, um, and I don't want to downplay what happened with uh, with with Taylor and, and with Kelly, but so many um, more serious allegations towards other other um, wrestlers that that Jay's kind of got washed away with 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 that, especially when you heard nothing from Ring of Honor in, in terms of investigating. And in fact, um looking into the story uh for this for this episode, they were active in kind of burying the, the stories about yeah. uh Jay Lethal. But I always um as soon as I saw him uh like appear on uh AEW, I knew uh, they the kind of like your memories refreshed. Uh, about uh, what had happened, and it it just yet again, it it shows that wrestling is always going to be a business for the boys. Um, it kind of doesn't matter uh, what you've done. Eventually, a wrestling company will will give you a job. We've seen it with uh with the stuff that happened with um uh, Travis Banks and and Bandido. Uh, we've seen the stuff recently with uh, Marty Skrull. I think he's now currently a champion of a of a, a company in Austria. Miguero um, started wrestling again in the same fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. It's um, these wrestlers seem to believe that given time, thing things will go back to how they were, and we have no reason to believe that they won't because. Where are the the charges pressed? Where are the uh, the kind of uh, um, blacklisting of these wrestlers? Jay Lethal signing for the second biggest company in the world shows that it means nothing. He's 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 now probably on the biggest contract of his career, yeah. signing for AEW. Um, so those allegations haven't hurt him in the slightest. I'm, I'm... How... Go ahead, so I'm ask sorry, a question because I, I didn't see the I didn't see the pay per view. How how was the crowd reaction? I amazingly 
<laughs> respectful and happy. And 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 let's be honest here. If you ignore the allegations, which you shouldn't, but I just played devil's advocate here with me. The the type of career Jay Lethal has had would make you feel happy for him to finally get his shot at one of the big companies. Yeah. Right? Because he was Mr. Ring of Honor all those years and almost stuck. He was Mr. TNA all those years and was almost stuck. WWE wouldn't sign him because he's not the most good-looking guy and he's small. And AW just started. So I'm sure a lot of fans, their first initial thought was, well, good for him. And quite frankly, that was mine. You know, I, me and Kyle on the, on the edge were actively pushing for, for him to go to the PC and become a player coach. And completely, much like Mag said, I, I knew the allegations, but my God, so much has happened that it just slipped my mind. But you brought up something, Mags, I wanted to ask you guys and wanted to, wanted to talk about because it's very, I think it's very important to talk about a conversation like this. In most of these situations, there is no legal recourse. No charges were filed, uh, especially in this situation. No lawsuits were, were had. There is, it, it, this is strictly a court of public opinion and a morality type situation, right? Mm-hmm. My question to you is, with a lot of these people involved, because these are, again, we were not in a situation. There are allegations. I, as a human, human being, have take, I've taken the stance uh, that I think we all should of believing victims when they say something happened to them. That is your right to believe or not. I choose to believe a victim if they say something. But with that being said, do we think that he should have essentially his livelihood taken away from him based on allegations? Do you think that is fair? We're going to get to the journalistic part of this in a second. But just in general, do you think that is a fair recourse for a guy who was not arrested, charged, anything, just allegations were thrown upon him? Either one, please. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one because, because you know, speaking out covered such a wide spectrum of of um, offences that I think some of those offences, then yes, you, you you shouldn't be in that position of responsibility ever again. Um, and and then other offences, I, I I think maybe that you know there should be a second chance, but. I, I believe in second chances if there's if there's apologies if there's genuine remorse if there's you know action being growth. taken growth yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe you should lose your career forever for for certain offenses um but I, where you draw that line fuck. yeah but, but how knows? many how many wrestlers that have we seen trying to sneak back into the business recently uh, who haven't apologized, who haven't shown any growth, Travis Banks, uh, and the horrific way he treated uh, Millie McKenzie. No mm-hmm. apology, total flat denial of it happening, um, sneaking back into wrestling in Mexico. Um, Leguero, horrific human being, sneaking back into rex- wrestling. Um, Marty Skull, essentially, for all intents and purposes, uh, a paedophile, sneaking back into wrestling. It's... And and the issue that I have with this particular case with Jay Lethal is, is not so much from Jay's point of view because sometimes if you come out and um, you say something, your words are critiqued. Uh, they are uh, uh, they are um, broke down to the nth degree, and sometimes being silent about something is the best recourse. 
but it's the way it was handled in house at Ring of Honor. The way that, um, um, for instance, the, the Kelly clan, uh, she made a complaint to someone who she thought uh, would be able to uh, kind of uh, push that further up the ladder. That person told Jay that a complaint had been made about him. So the, she had nowhere to go. Uh, and it was it was like the, the company closed ranks around Jay because he was the bigger star. Um, so that that to me shows that no matter um, whether this was true or not, action was taken to make sure Jay came out of this uh, protected, which is which I feel is horrific for somebody like uh, Kelly Klan, who was already being victimized by the company in the first place with all this, the stuff that happened with Joey Ryan, uh, uh, Joey Murphy, sorry, uh, and and the the head issues and being made to work whilst she was severely concussed. Um, mm-hmm. The company did her dirty, and then they did her dirty again in this instance. It's it's horrific behavior. Yeah, and that's the that I think that that's the problem a bit of the problem with the, the speaking out movement or not no um is we, that, we know the word that you mean don't, don't yeah yeah it. we gotta know what you mean yes we should focus on the individuals who did who did stuff but the the big problem is is the the conditions that existed for that to be able to happen and the culture within yeah the locker rooms and and that is the promoters and the promoters allowed that to fester and, and allowed that to go on and they knew about it ring of honor clearly knew about it because they they did everything they could to defend him now we were talk, talking last week um a bit more lightheartedly about um someone calling ring of honor to say don't sign chelsea green why are they not why are they not doing this with genuine offenders why are they, why are they closing ranks around jay lethal rather than actually calling AEW and saying look don't touch him. And and it, it feels almost like they're rewarded may sound like a bad it's it's that's a bad word, but they're I'ma use it because I can't think of anything else, but almost rewarded for like being steadfast in their pursuit of trying to prove their quote unquote innocence because Matt Riddle has been pushed to the moon after mm-hmm. after everything that's happened with him in his situation. And he's acknowledged that a lot of it was true, just that he didn't sexually assault the woman. But, you know, he's acknowledged the the uh, the affair. He's acknowledged that they were there at the times the lady said that happened. Things of that nature. Austin Theory is getting the biggest push of his life right now. So it's and like... I think, it, I think it, it matters um, how much stroke you have in the wrestling business. Because sure. look at Enzo, Enzo Amore. He he had very similar accus- accusations, whether they were uh, true or not. That's yeah. definitely not for me to judge. But he was essentially ostracized from the business. Yet, like you said, Matt Riddle is uh, is in between the push of his laugh. Yeah. Um, Austin Theory is having the push of his laugh. Jay Lethal is now got the the most lucrative contract he's had in twenty years of wrestling. Um, it it's a case of if your name fits we can forgive a lot of things. And this is a, an issue that I'm seeing happen with AW more and more uh, for a company that uh, kind of prided itself on, on how liberal it was with all the talk at the beginning about um, um, being a safe space for, for, uh, for people with um, um, hearing issues and, and, uh, and all, all, all the palaver about it being uh, equal rights and equal pay. 
mm-hmm. how many um how many of these kind of sexual offenses have have happened in this company and and the bare minimum of, of punishment has been done for it Sammy Guevara uh, and the whole kind of uh, wanting to to rape Sasha Banks got a slap on the wrist and was brought back. Max Caster said that horrific stuff um, in 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 that in that promo about uh, oh, yeah. an eight an eighteen year old uh, wrestler um, and didn't even apologize. There was never an apology. He just threw his toys out the pram, uh, went away for a month, and then was brought back. In a storyline with the order of the company, Tony Khan, it's the, the for every time you feel that AW are doing right things, they do something ridiculous like this. And you, I understand kind of wanting to um, to pick at the bones of, of Ring of Honor because they had some amazingly talented wrestlers. Let's not let's let's not get it twisted. But of all the roster. Why would you go for Jay Lethal, knowing that he had this hanging over him? Uh, when you when you look at some of the the talent they had, I mean, Danhausen, massively popular, could have brought him in. Uh, Dragon Lee, Roosh, Jonathan Gresham, for goddamn sake, Joe Hendry, all of these STP. could have been brought in. Dan yeah. Taylor Productions, yeah. all of these could have been brought in. Instead, they brought in somebody who was problematic, and it's all because he's one of the boys. He's one of the former people who used to be on uh, being the elite, used to hang around with the books and Kenny in in, um, in New Japan and in Ring of Honor, and he's he's been brought in, and it's war betard, whatever happened, whatever allegations. Let's forget about them. Um, we'll bring we'll bring in Jay Lethal, and, and it stinks. It's a horrible, horrible way to do business. Yeah. So, so, so this brings me back to if, if the promotions are going to do any, not going to do anything, and clearly AEW are not going to do anything about this. Um, this is where the customers need to need to step up and and take mm-hmm. action. And that's that's why that's why I asked you the question about the crowd reaction, because does in reality to their business model or anyone's business model, do these allegations matter? Are, are they going to suffer any? financial or reputational zero. loss zero. from this zero absolutely yeah. none yeah and the and reason because uh, because I, I i genuinely believe you know 95 percent of fans don't even know the allegations probably not even aware of speaking out um, i was uh, um i was at o, i was at the o2 in london for uh for a wwe live show it was the week of the rick flair stuff on Ooh. um on uh, dark, what's side that of the dark side of yeah. the ring yeah the whole arena was wooing all night, mm-hmm. and it, that, that, that just says to me they, they just don't know. I, I don't I don't believe they went there knowing that, about the Ric Flair allegations and did that anyway. I, I just yeah. think, I think majority quick, don't know this stuff. Just I want to say this real quick, Max. I'm throwing to you. There is a major difference between and the fans hate to hear this, especially IWC fans. There's a major difference between the online section of fans and the people that actually go to shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they probably didn't know. And the ones that did know didn't care because Ric Flair is an institution in our lives. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of them didn't know because they're not on Twitter. Dark Side of the Ring that week, I think, got 114,000 watches, viewers. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And, so, sorry, and I, I think I think you touched on a good point there that, that Ric Flair is such an institution that he attracts casual fans. Fans that aren't on Twitter. Fans that um, 
um, don't uh, read into the, the the daily goings on of the wrestling world. They just watch the shows and know the wrestlers. Um, He's Americana. Yeah, but I think the 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 difference between him and Jay, and especially Jay signing for AEW, is AEW's fan base it was born on Twitter. That's where that whole that whole uh, kind of a uh, um, AEW group fandom was was formulated from from the likes of uh, the books and uh, Kenny uh, using Twitter as a way to push BTE and then uh, how they kind of promoted All In eventually like uh, molding into uh, All Elite Wrestling and I think the AEW fans would know more about the issues that Jay's had than say WWE fans. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot of kind of just acceptance, I think, from AEW fans. You will hear a few rumblings on on Twitter. Uh, people are uh, chirping up and saying, "Yeah, but he's done this," or re- retweeting uh, the the allegations. But the majority of AEW fans are just blindly accepting it because it's AEW. They yeah. can't. Yeah. They're still in that period where they can't do any wrong. Whatever yeah. they do uh, is is always. Uh, covered with plaudits uh where you compare with other companies they are lambasted for exactly the same thing so yeah the fan base have got a massive amount of power in in whether these wrestlers can stay in the business and unfortunately jay will be one who's allowed to stay in the business because the fan base are going to accept him so if that's the reality of the situation then we've got a massive problem probably probably worse than the problem was before because the promoter is not going to take take responsibility for it the fans are not going to take responsibility for it so everyone's just going to turn a blind eye again mm-hmm. crossing into our our other show what if what if AEW signs skill given well, I've, I've i've heard i won't say i've heard any any credible rumors of this but i have seen people believe and 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 posit that this was their test to see if they could get away with it. Yeah. Because as you said, this is this is the most the smartest fan base. Tony Khan even said they're the this is the most affluent, affluent. And intelligent <laughs> fan base the in the richest world. Richest fans in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh but but facts are they this is the smarkiest fan base on earth. Mm-hmm. So of a of a of a mid to major size company. So they knew about the uh, the the allegations of of I'm sure some of them did of Jay Lethal, and this is I wanted to kind of end this part of the conversation before we take a break on this question with Marty. You can use the legitimate, correct excuse what he did was legal. So I want to ask you guys because there you said Tali very very astutely. There's a major difference between what some of these guys did in terms of grooming and some of the things that, you know, maybe some counseling, maybe some work on yourselves and you're a better person. And some of these people that did straight up sexual assault and things of that nature, right? Ignoring the actual deviant level crimes that they should be put in under the jail type shit. Talking about the people that made some stupid mistakes, fucked up, treated some women bad, things of that nature. The people and these people who are who have had these allegations, and there has been no legal recourse. What 
do you think, and I'm just, I know none of us have any real power in this game, but just what do you think the 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 recourse of the, of the situation should be? Because as I asked earlier, Jay Lethal has every right, according to the country, to pursue uh, his career because he hasn't been accosted of anything. So what do you think is, how do we, you think we should handle this in this world where these people want to get back in, What? And, but they haven't been, here in this country, and I believe over there too, It our, our law, our legal system is built around the idea of innocent until proven guilty, right? And I, oddly enough, the opposite is in the court of public opinion, you're guilty until you're proven innocent, essentially, right? So I'm just trying to ask you guys and try to get some understanding of what do we want and how do we want to handle it for people like this. For example, what if Patrick Clark decides to come back? What do we do? Because I know a bunch of us are going to be like, no. But legally, he, why would Tony Khan say no when he's done nothing wrong in the eyes of the law? It's a very fucked up conversation to have, but we have to come to come some understanding. What is it? What's that understanding we come to? I, I've, I mean, this is this is hard because I, I do, I do believe in uh, in the principle of innocent until proven guilty, but with, I just think with with sexual assault and with, in some of these cases, sexual assault of minors, you. you you just can't take that risk. These these companies, you know, even independent companies over here, they're attached to wrestling schools. The, the, the so so there'll be youngsters there that are that are um, that, that that are at risk of of being abused. You've got none of the. I don't think any of the um, promotions here are eighteen plus for fans. So any promotion kids can go to, if they've got access to wrestlers at merch desks or meet and greets, it's just it's, it's just not a risk we can afford to take. So I, I think I think let's this use him as an example for, for Marty School. You 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 can't have him back mm-hmm. because um, he 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 took he took he took part in in um, intoxicating a sixteen year old girl and doing whatever he wanted that. It, it, it might it might be legal in this country, but sixteen's not that much different to fifteen, is it? And he he was twi- mid twenties, thirty. I, I don't know what age he was, but he was too old. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I kind of uh, agree with both of you. I've always been a a big proponent of innocent uh, until proven guilty. I've known people who've been accused of things uh, that they haven't been done, and and it can um, change your life. It, you you can feel like the world is crushing you. But uh, in the same breath, you also have to feel for these victims how brave it was for them to even say the things that they've said. The, and they've had to live with these uh, with these crimes for Great so point. long, knowing that that people weren't going to believe them. And what happened when they when they came out? Ninety percent of the comments uh, all over Twitter were, "I don't believe these victims. I believe my favorite wrestler," or um, and and things like that. So. For me, I, I agree that that um, if you haven't been uh, charged or uh, you, there's, you haven't been uh, convicted of these crimes, yes, you should absolutely have the right to be able to apply your trade. 
That being said, we as a fan base also have the right to not want to watch you perform that, apply uh, that trade. We have a we as a fan base have that right because we're paying um, either directly or indirectly for that company to provide us that uh, that wrestling product. We are allowed to voice our opinion that we do not want this wrestler involved, whether that's through um, not watching the show, whether that's through booing, whether that's through not buying their merchandise. Um, who knows how how uh, the fans are, are going to react? We, but we have that right. That it's the freedom of speech, essentially, that um, that we can dislike that person for the things that people have claimed he has done. Um, does that stop him uh, from trying to get work in a company? No. But does it mean that a company are going to take a chance on him? Maybe not. Um, yeah. at, at the end of the day, these accusations came out from what what seems to be his own doing. He he has been accused of doing these crimes. He's been accused of uh, assaulting these people. He's been accused of, of essentially, uh, with, in the case of Taylor Hendricks, blacklisting her because she wouldn't sleep with him. That's yeah. horrific. So what about Taylor's rights? What about Kelly Klein's rights? Yeah. Um, they get to sit on the sidelines, and I think Taylor has said that she hasn't had any bookings since the issue with uh, with Jay Lethal. Hasn't wrestled since, no. Jay's wrestled all over the world, now wrestling in the second biggest company in the world. How is that fair? What about what about Taylor's rights? Um, does she not get the opportunity to to um, uh, play her trade? What about the Will <coughs> Ospreay uh, um, when he he uh, took part in blacklisting a, a wrestler? Was it Pollyanna? Never, she never got work again because of the word of Jaylee, uh, of uh, Will Ospreay. So it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If, if they can, um, if they can affect someone else's career, why should then um, someone not be able they to are, affect their yeah, career? Yeah, yeah, great point. Let me. Let, I want to end on this. Oh, um, it riles me stuff like this. It absolutely riles me. And I think all of us are pissed off at the situation and i think these are good conversations to be had i think the people need that, to hear the, these things the thing that riles me the most so is the bland acceptance from the fan base just because of who the wrestler is that's so an annoying um believe the victim it's as simple as that Dude, oh you still got people out here uh rock with r kelly because he made him step in the name of love bro the world is crazy yeah um but i want to end on this real quick and and uh and then we're gonna go to gonna go to commercial. Um, I'm inevitably inevitably there's gonna be people that hear this conversation from us or any other person talking about this, and they're gonna say, Well, it's not that big a deal, they made a mistake, they can do this. And that may be true, but I want to cite to you the story of Kyle Beach, the hockey player who was playing for the world champion Chicago Blackhawks here in the in the States in the National Hockey League. He was a essentially a junior player who was called up to fill out the roster and was sexually assaulted by one of the team, um, uh, like the locker room manager or something like that. Didn't say anything. Well, he actually went to the team. Team didn't do anything about it. He stopped playing. He stopped playing. The dude stayed with the team. In fact, the team gave him the option to resign or stay or, or, or get fired. And, of course, he resigned, but they let him finish out the series. He was, on, he was holding the Stanley Cup. Was on was at the um, the parade, leaves hockey, 
goes to a junior hockey league years later and sexually assaults a 16-year-old child. Had something been done about it at that moment, had we not had this idea of, well, you know what, let's give them another chance. I believe in chances, but your chances have to be earned. You have to be a better person, and you have to show growth. And you have to live a – you can move past your mistake, but you have to the, – the, the, your penance is to live with that mistake forever. And, and not only that, the, the road to redemption starts with acknowledging your – your um your misge- misdeeds or uh, and accepting that you have done wrong you can't you can't grow as a person if you're still believing that you are the the wronged party you're the victim when the other person yeah, is exactly if you're if you're flat out denying uh that, that that you've done these things when you know that you have and when all the evidence points to you having and the multiple people saying the same thing um all say uh that that you did the these uh these crimes you have to if you want acceptance and if you want to grow as a person you have to acknowledge that you did wrong and you do that by admitting that uh, what you did was wrong and that you, you need to work on yourself. You can't do that by burying your head in the sand or by by ignoring it and hoping it goes away. But that's just what the wrestling business seems to do. And we've, we all kind of hope that the speaking out movement would bring in like a, a new era of a, an open and safe uh, wrestling environment for, for everyone, man, woman, black, white, whoever but it just seems that that was a fallacy it was it was never going to happen it was always going to go back to let's protect the boys and it's it's it makes you not want to be a wrestling fan and i can totally understand why um uh paul wanted to to get out of out of the the content creating game because you get disillusioned with the business because these horrific people still get work when they've done the the most disgusting things to to their fellow human beings, it's yeah, and it it just annoys. It just annoys me that these people keep getting away with it and get and get get praised for it or or get rewarded for it. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. You, hold on to some of that. I hate we, it. Got take, we got to take a commercial. We're we're coming right back. Uh, we got a little more to talk about. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thank you guys for, uh, again, rocking with us. I know this is a bit of a harder episode to listen to. Um, I don't think it's right for me to promote. Go to perfectseats.com slash the chair shot. We'll leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. this is a bit too delicate to kind of shill. I don't think it's right. So um, also I wanted to say to both of you, thank you for your honesty and your feelings. Because this is not an easy topic to talk about. So uh, let's move on to the journalistic side of this. Um, What brought this up was that uh, this entire topic up was in the post show scrum, which Tony Khan has done. And I think has been a very fun and good thing Mm -hmm. for the health of the business, at least his company for sure. There was not one question asked about Jay Lethal. And when asked about it, Sean Rossap, who is probably the best journalist, quote unquote journalist that we have. Uh, no, he, well, we're going to get on that. Regardless of how you feel about the guy, and he even acknowledges that he can be an honorary son of a bitch sometimes. He usually is the only person or one of the few who is on point, who is, who, who vets his stories who takes the appropriate time to get things out correctly. I will give that man his credit all day long, whether <laughs> regardless of how I may feel about him. Um, but he had a bit of a very pissy response to some people, as he can do sometimes. Um, and his response revolved around the fact that the person, one of the people in question revolving Jay Lethal, Taylor Hendricks, works for Fightful and is a good friend of his. So first off, I wanted to ask you before we get into the crux of that issue. What do you think about the dichotomy of journalism in a scripted profession? Because this is not reporting on what's really happening uh, for a sporting comp- for a sporting event, right? This is everything in wrestling is scripted. So ultimately, most of the reportings, if they're not talking about what's going to happen on the show, or someone signing or leaving is hearsay. So what do you think about the dichotomy between the idea of proper journalism and the world of professional wrestling? Yeah, I, I think it can't, it can't really exist. Like, like it's like the proper journalism in an industry like wrestling. Uh, re, main reason I think that is wrestling such a, such an odd industry. Like you said, it is scripted for a start, but secondly, you only you people only really get told what the what the promoters want you to know or what the wrestlers want you to know they're still they're still very yeah they're they're, they're biased but they're also still very closed a a lot of people are still protective of the industry Mm -hmm. so with that being said i think um most of these in fact all of these journalists are dependent on sources um, within the industry, so that in it, uh, and they uh, they are dependent on protecting or, or keeping those sort keeping those sources, particularly as there's so many supposed journalists now that uh, you could easily lose your source and 
they go to someone else. Um, so I think it's it's the fact that they they have to keep their own sources happy, and those sources are only going to ever release the information they want released. And ninety nine percent of it's staying behind the curtain. I, just, I think it makes it all completely just what's what's the word I'm looking for? Just erroneous. Yeah, yeah, just 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 all a bit phony. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm, I'm sure I had another point, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it, it for me it seems like there's this whole kind of macro industry or macro economy that's built up around people wanting to know what's happening behind the scenes. Um so in terms of that, the 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 journalism is is valid, but in terms of how um some of the journalists portray themselves. Um, it's it's very mirroring of the of the wrestling industry as a whole. It's the the whole kind of a wrestling journalism uh, group is incredibly clicky. They are very protective of their group of friends. Um, and I've had um, somewhat kind of personal experience uh, with. Uh, with um, the backlash that uh, wrestling jur- journalists have when they try and cannibalize one of their own. Um, uh, me and Ray have spoke about it uh, many times on this show about uh, one of my uh, friends, Tom Collihue. Um, he uh, was, a, a, or still is, an independent wrestling um he doesn't uh, like to use the word journalist, but that's his kind of his, his forte. Um, and he had a source within WWE. That source was was uh, was let go, um, which meant he then had no source. Um, so he, instead of uh, kind of pulling back from uh, reporting news, he had to do what a lot of wrestling journalists do is and kind of uh, use educated guesses. Um, now he was uh, was outed for some stories that. Um, uh, some of the wrestling journalists uh, claimed were not true. When you actually go back to those those stories that he was pulled up on, they actually did come true. The the stories, I think, one of them was about AJ Styles. Um, he was end, he was going to end up uh, switching brands. That actually did happen. So um, the, there's this issue that I have with wrestling journalists where um, they will protect um, a journalist because they fitted with their group. Um, not so much. Uh, I'm uh, naming any journalist, but um, sure. for instance, there's there's we could all say Dave Meltzer, for instance. A lot of his stories are not true. A lot of them don't come true because he he throws so much mud at the wall. He uses a lot of guessing um, and a lot of kind of predicting that we as fans could do, just like um, just general uh, guessing of what what's going to happen in the wrestling world. But he's kind of revered, um, and whilst I, I have a lot of respect for for Sean Ross Sapp as well, and I think he does the most diligence in terms of making sure his stories are uh, double and triple checked. Uh, he's uh, right a hell of a lot of the time. Even he has had uh, times where his issues have been have been wrong. So sometimes I think, um, depending on who you are in the wrestling. Uh, um, the wrestling journalism industry, your kind of uh, transgressions are, can be forgiven, but if you're a face that doesn't fit, every time you are wrong or plans change, 
you are absolutely um, blasted by the rest of the community. And that it, it mirrors the wrestling world for me. Well, that's spot on. Uh, everybody involved in the professional and not there's so many people that are involved in wrestling that aren't in the business. I would include us. In mm -hmm. fact, and my I name is. Never, I would never pretend to be a journalist at all. I'm not even talking about journalism. I'm just talking about involved in the mm -hmm. wrestling business. We have a podcast that does decent numbers of views for some for something that's not on a major network like The Ringer or like uh, Conrad's podcast network or, or Westwood Westwood One. But what I'm saying, the, the point I'm trying to make is even us, we create characters because my real name is not Ray Cash. In case you thought my name was Raymond Washington. No, my, and I, I've never hid my name. I'm Rance. I've never hid my name, everybody. I just used a moniker because that was the fun thing to do when I started. I started by e-fetting and turned e-fetting into writing columns. So that was just cool at the time. Right? I'm surrounded by former e-fetters. Yeah, e-fetting was the thing back in the day, you know. Great uh, fun. I, I wasn't one of the cool e-fed kids. Well, it's because you 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 because you had a proper family. You actually had things to do with your life. <laughs> I'm old as shit. That's why when E Fedding came around, <laughs> you might have to have a proper job. <laughs> well, I was trying to say that without saying it. I was trying to save you basically being called old on, on air. But so everybody involved, even if it's secondarily or tertiarily, feels like they're a gimmick or a part of the business, and naturally you have a brand which you really don't but you that you end up creating that you try to live up to now my issue my biggest issue with journalists and we're going to get into the issue at hand my biggest issue with journalists is that wrestling is not a medium that allows you to do proper journalism because there is no baseline of fact in professional wrestling and what i mean by that is in every major company, one person picks and chooses who wins and who loses. The story about Adam Cole possibly being uh, having his haircut or becoming the manager for for Keith Lee probably legitimately was a pitch that one writer thought, but that was not the pitch that was given to Adam by Vince. Adam Cole's come out and said that. So, but those things are reported, and oftentimes. When these people, when these journalists are reporting it, some of these journalists, uh, I'm not, even, I, I don't think Sean's, Sean's, um, um, uh, I don't think Sean is, is does this. I, I know Meltzer does. Meltzer's made his entire career off of this, but some of these journalists report things to lead you to believe a narrative that then furthers you following them and makes a living off of them. Meltzer has made a living off of being anti WWE. Things of that nature. So that's my issue. You have to know the platform you have. And if you legitimately are someone classically trained in journalism and are a real legitimate journalist, some of these guys are. Alex McCarthy is. John Alba is. Sean is. They're, these people that went to journalism college. They, they are classically um, trained in the trade. Then there is no bias in journalism. Even, even, the, even the scum of the earth, David Bixen fan, he's hated by everybody. A lot of times that's good journalism. Because he has no dog in the fight. He's going to go after anybody. So the thing that brought this up to me that made me uh, bring this portion of this conversation up was not only the fact that nobody brought up Jay Lethal 
which this is oftentimes in these scrums, the 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 elephant in the room isn't brought up. This is not the first time this has happened. But not only did Jay Luther not get brought up, but when people accosted Sean about it, he went off on quite a few of them. And his response was, Taylor's my friend. If she wanted me to ask these questions, I would, but she didn't want me to. And I care about my friend more than more than the journalism, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to get you guys' opinion on that, but I do want to say this. I actually respect that. Because the man had a, a, a conflict of interest and excused himself from the issue. I actually understand that. And I don't have no problem with that. I have a problem with him going off on everybody before he got to that point. I don't have a problem with that. But that doesn't excuse everybody else. You know, how many times have we these have people not asked the questions that needed to be asked? And I know this, I know a lot of the times you're not gonna get an answer, but you still ask. So what do you guys think on that regard on the questions that need to be asked and not, they're not being asked? And do you think, especially in this regard, that it's Tony Khan has a very precarious relationship with with the media. He has essentially welcomed the media and become friends with the media because he knows that that's going to help his co- company in a way that WWE refused to for years. Do you? So do you think secondarily that because Tony has opened up his world in a way that no other company ever has before, the journalists are scared to ask the hard questions because they might not get asked back? Shout out to Christian, Chris and Ashley. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just to go back to the show and Ross that point, um, he's actually uh, put a, a post up a few hours ago about um, coming to terms with the fact that he's been uh, dealing with depression over the last few mm-hmm. months. So mm-hmm. um, whilst it doesn't um, kind of condone uh, the way he um, treats his fan base or uh, uh, the way he speaks to some people on, on Twitter, it certainly uh, is, it, there's certainly underlying factors uh, to why he's so short-tempered. Um, and I agree with you. I think uh, the way he... he um, Handled the 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 the, the Taylor and and Jay uh, situation, it was probably the best way he could have handled it, um, knowing that he had that massive conflict um, uh, of interest. So I again, um, um, I've got a lot of respect for for Sean uh, in terms of the work that he does and the diligence. Um, as as for the other uh, companies who were not asking Tony the the pertinent questions, it was actually an issue that that came up this week in a media scrum. Um, uh, and it wasn't about oh, the, the. I forgot about that. You're right. It, it, it wasn't about the uh, the Jay uh, and Taylor issue. It was actually about women's wrestling in general. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, um, a person who works with Chris and Ashley at Bell to Bell's, uh, Ella Jay, um, outstanding. Some of the content she creates is superb. She's one of the kind of the, one of the forefront in pushing uh, uh, women's wrestling into into the uh, into prominence. Uh, she asked uh, Tony a question about um, about women's wrestling in general, why they're still not getting uh, the, the, the time uh, that they should be getting. Um, and he shot her down before she even finished a question uh, and went on a, a kind of a rant about um, the NWA Empower pay-per-view where um, uh, a lot of AW uh, staff uh, women work there. And he was saying, 
why is nobody talking about me paying my staff to work that pay-per-view? Why is nobody uh, thanking me for what I'm doing for women's wrestling? My women's division is the best in the world and uh, everybody's happy with my women's division. And instead of kind of acknowledging that there is an issue and that people want to see more women's wrestling, he absolutely slated a prominent female journalist and and went in a, a I want praise, this is about me style rant, which is, it, it just shows the kind of, um, the attitude sometimes that, that Tony's got a very privileged almost, um, um, he he's awed uh, the respect of, of, of wrestling fans. And I think a lot of that is stems from the fact that so many journalists cling on to everything that he says. Uh, and take it as verbatim, and and, and you see reports in uh, in the likes of Wrestling Observer and from the likes of Brain Alvarez, where they'll massage facts and figures, and they'll take what Tony says and and make him out to be this is the second coming of wrestling, and that these are legitimate challenges to uh, to the big dog of WWE. When nothing could be further from the truth, the numbers they're doing are good for a three year old company. But they're not nowhere near touching the the revenue streams of WWE. Um, so there's there's so much bias in uh, wrestling journalism that it's hard to to find a source that you can legitimately trust without thinking, are we being fed this information um, to support a certain brand? And I think that's why I kind of gravitate to the more independent. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, journalists, people like Cassidy uh, Haynes at Body Slam, I think he does uh, absolutely been, great work. Been killing it the past few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, uh, I know he's, he's not the most popular, but Tom Collier, I think uh, the way that he um, he gets his information and he, he fact checks, yes, he's made mistakes, but what wrestling journalist hasn't? Uh, he's, he's learned from the mistakes. I mean, so... Um, I'll always try and gravitate to these these journalists that that don't have an agenda or don't seem to have an agenda, and unfortunately, there's very few of them uh, in in the business. Yeah, well, I put my laying my cards on the table. I've actually muted all wrestling journalists that that, that were on my feed. Absolutely, standing ovation, standing ovation. Major even re- the Brad Shepherd, even the Brad Shepherd. Oh, you see, he's been popping up quite a bit recently. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, because he's been saying dickish things. Yeah, well, what's new? Um, major reason is is not what we're discussing here. It, it is I just wanted to get away from kind of spoiler culture and just mm-hmm. just enjoy wrestling again. And and that was seemed like quite an easy way to do. It. I don't want to know who's signing where anymore. Just want to see it happen. Um, but. Also, also, I, I do, I do believe the entire wrestling journalism, wrestling journalism industry is, is just a bit. I don't want to say fraudulent, um, just just a little bit phony. Fraudulent um, and phony both fit. They're both yeah. apropos. Yeah, like like I said, like I said, they they own they dependent on their sources and they only get the information a wrestler or a promotion wants to let out there. Mm-hmm. And and wrestling will always protect itself and always protect the business. Um, on um, on Sean Rossap, um, I think I disagree with you both on this situation um, with Taylor. I think I think I think if you go into journalism, 
you ha- you have you have a duty to hold whoever it is you're reporting onto account and i f- i think i think he's probably the most respected journalist at the moment out there in wrestling so he has a duty more than anyone because he's the voice people listen to and i understand there's a friend there's a friendship there and he doesn't want to and he does have a conflict of interest but i think i think that's his job to hold people to account so he should he shouldn't have buried his head there um but i i do understand the reasons why and thirdly i just i just think what what do they actually know because we, we talked in the first half about speaking out speaking out was not revealed by any journalist it, it, it speaking out was started by david Starr himself for god's sake um that's how we got it. if 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 this problem was so widespread and so prevalent in every company in the world, how did no journalist pick up on this? How did, how did, how did no journalist get wind of it and start reporting in on it and start digging into it? Help give these, well, it's not just, not just women, but, it, but give, give the victims a voice, try and try and uh, try and help them. None of that happened. I think about it's a very different situation, but you look back at, what happened to Brody Lee? Nobody knew he was ill for a long time, apparently, but nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Look at Triple H now; nobody knows anything. And this, this, this Look feeds Mox. Mox, yeah, yeah. Nobody knew about that. They don't know anything. They only know, they only know what Vince and Tony want them to know. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not journalists. Well, if you listen to some of those old Attitude Era generals, like JBL, being probably the biggest person on, on this list I'm speaking of. They they he talks all the time about how they laugh they used to laugh and joke about what they fed Meltzer because they fed him stuff that based on what they wanted to get out or they wanted to embarrass him or make him look stupid. And, they, and it was a joke internally about it. Mm-hmm. Um your points first and most that's the best point we've probably made in this section of, of, of the fucking show is that what do they know? That's a great point that I, you know, we, you know, how you could think about something and know it, but when you hear it, you're like, damn, it almost is like, it's, it's almost like mind blowing. Um, the, the Brody, the Brody situation is so unique because it was almost the sense of everybody, because everybody in AEW knew this was not a secret. Everybody in AEW knew all of Brody's close friends knew people in WWE knew, but I feel like this was the one time I've ever in my life seen everybody band together to say, you know what? My job don't matter. My feelings don't matter. This is, we need to protect the fucking family in this one situation. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that because that's never happened before. I, and I'm, I'm I don't, I, 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 okay, let me just, uh, let me be honest. I don't like to call this person out like I do, and I'm not calling her out particularly, but her story is something that is bothersome to me. Kylie Ray has had, and I love Kylie. I know Kylie's from Chicago, but she might as well be a Houstonian because she came up here in reality of wrestling. I love Kylie, but she signed three major contracts. And as soon as she gets to the point where she's about to get the big push and the major championship, she dips out. And I get it. Same with Leo Rush. 
I mean, for totally different reasons. Yes. And, and how many times has, has the dude retired? Yes. And, and he's acknowledged that he knows how people look at him because of that. But for Kylie's situation, when she left AEW, nobody asked a question about it. It was fucking blowing my mind because this was at the same time Dave Meltzer was trying to trying to say what type of leukemia Roman Reigns actually had. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's my that's another problem with uh, another one of my issues with journalism is you can't pick and choose what what story you want to follow. Now I I I do think that there were extenuating circumstances or that uh, loopholes matter things like that. I think that the right thing was nobody reported Brody Lee's situation. Because that was the most unique of situations. He literally fell ill like that with something that they haven't even, they still don't even know what it was. You know, and he had kids and a wife who had to watch him dying daily. I get that. That's nobody's business. I get that. You know, I'd even argue maybe Max's situation is nobody's business. I'd even argue Kylie Ray's situation is no business. But you can't say, I'm not going to talk about Kylie Ray or talk about. Uh, Brody Lee, but I am going to talk about Roman Reigns, and I'm going to talk about this person, and I'm going to talk about oh, well, Charlotte had to leave because one of her boob implants was like that's nobody's business. So if you're going to talk about it, talk about it all, or don't talk about any of it and make that hard line. We're not going to talk about personal situations. That is what bothers me so much about it. And so another point that I think Mags made is. Yes, there is this. It's almost this buddy buddy system, especially with Tony. Tony is the is is the great wrestling hope to a lot of these people, and so many people. I hear all you see all these tweets all the time. Support AEW, support GCW, support MLW, support Ring of Honor, support Impact. Everything but WWE because it's all the anti WWE train. So so many people will even Dave Dave has said this. They're they don't. They don't go after them or hold them accountable like they would WWE or any other company of longevity because they need AEW to be good or strong for the health, quote unquote, of the wrestling business. None of this. It's journalism. So we're sitting there talking about one isolated situation. Max brought up Ella J, which was egregious, and to his credit, he apologized. But you, if you didn't fuck up, you wouldn't have to apologize in the first place. Correct. Right? But we're talking about one isolated situation, but the whole fucking business, the whole idea of wrestling journalism is flawed because, as I said at the very beginning of this conversation, there is no baseline of fact. No. And, no. and, and the whole kind of... Uh... The whole mantra of journalism is built on objectivity. You report the news as it is without showing um, bias or or partisanship. Uh, and there's too many uh, wrestling journalists who have bias and who are very partisan towards their their favorites uh, we've spoke about Meltzer and how he will massage facts to to make aw um look, look as if they've scored huge wins when when objectively they haven't um so yeah i think it's a, a calling a lot of these people journalists is a total misnomer 
when you're reporting that one company is the best thing since sliced bread uh, and you are fawning over that order, but yet you are then reporting that their competitors are the worst thing ever uh, and they're, they're uh, the scum of the earth, you are not being a journalist. You, you are just writing opinion pieces. And yeah. journalism is not opinion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, completely different. Uh, I just want to go back. You asked two questions, Rain. You, you, you asked if um, if journalists are too, or if, if Tony Khan's protected, I think, from because he's cozied up to the journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would warn Tony Khan against doing that. I think he's putting himself in a precarious situation because jur- journalists report the news people want to hear, essentially. Mm-hmm. And journalists always turn on turn on their buddies. You you see it you see it in politics in the UK. The Conservative Party buddied up with the journalists. Now the journalists are starting to turn and they're making their life hell. Look at Jose Mourinho when he first came to England uh, as a football manager, cozied up with the journalists. They turned on him. When when people get bored of the AWWE versus WWE narrative and they get bored of the ratings talk people are going to want to hear dirt on AEW and, and they and, will turn on Tony Khan and he's going to be in, he's going to be in a spot above her that, and that will happen. Cause that's what happens in all journalism. Yeah. Uh, that's because people um, don't want to hear good things. The, 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 the biggest clicks will always be bad news because that's what's interest. That's what interests people. That's why the the chase of a wrestler uh, is always better than when the the face has the towel. That's why you always get uh, face uh, championship runs pretty short because we don't want the good things. We want to see the bad things that make our laugh feel that little more bearable. To that point, you there are so many uh, wrestling Twitter tropes that I hate. There is none more that I hate more. Then when people bring up that one uh, promo with Hunter, Vince, Steph, and and uh, Shane saying, well, we hear you, and we're going to do better. Mm-hmm. And this was on, this is how much I've seen this fucking tweet. On December 17th, right? You know what happened in the next couple months? Kofi Mania, women made a vivid WrestleMania, Roman came back from fucking leukemia. Like everything you said you wanted, the Usos finally got their championship, their match on on uh, uh, WrestleMania. Women's tag titles got made, and Sasha and Bailey defended them. And the Iconics won. Like everything you said you wanted, literally weeks and months after that, they gave you. But no, we don't believe that. We don't acknowledge that. It's still happening now. Big <laughs> E as champion. How many times have people clamoured for Big E as champion? It's now, he's now champion. Um, Xavier Woods, yeah. How many times have we wanted these wrestlers to get their flowers, but still a, a, a big majority of the Twitter fan base? But Mags, they Ricochet's changed the narrative. Still, but Ricochet's still on main event, Mags. God dog mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's something that we've spoke about so many times that when we, as a fan base, get what we want, we didn't actually want that because we then suddenly want something else. It's it's always going to be the way of the world with wrestling, uh, especially how embedded it is in social media, that we are never going to be pleased as fans. As a, 
as a group anyway. Yeah. As a single fan, we can be pleased. As a group, no, we'll we're, we'll always be looking over the shoulder for the next the next thing that we want. People individually are smart. People in groups are stupid. Last thought, Tali. Go ahead. No, not, um, you've summed it up perfectly there. You summed give, it up perfectly. Give us, give us something to, to go away on. Come on, man. I need, come on. On the spot. Here we go. Block all journalists. Just give it to them. That's actually pretty good. I'm not mad at that. Um, we have gone way longer than I try to let us go now that we have the um, – the matinee recording of Cheshire Radio and Badlands. But I'm glad we were able to kind of talk about some very serious subjects and then have a little fun towards the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I implore you all to really think about the things or the people you support, why you support them, and if you should be. Because you as a person, you as a consumer, you have power. You have mm -hmm. all the power. Because if you and people like you really wanted their voice to be heard and made them heard, things will change. So just think about that um, as we sit here and plug our in individual shitty-ass uh, Twitter accounts. Because I made it to Ray Cash, R-E-Y-S and Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to take a, a leaf from, from uh, your book earlier. This has been a deep um, um, topic, very kind of a not as light-hearted as, as we've tried to be over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'm not going to go deep into into plugging my stuff. Just um, come and bend our knee at Podfather Mags on Twitter. <laughs> I, 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 think I just want to add as well that um, I think Ray's absolutely right. You, you know, you've, got, you've got purchase power. You've got people power. Use that positively as well as negatively, you know, mm -hmm. um, call out the call out the companies that are doing good things uh in 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 the wake of speaking out um and if you love a particular wrestler and you want to see them you want to see them on a higher spot in the card go out you know buy their merch and support oh, them yeah um because just whinging 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 about their situation isn't supporting them um actually be positive about it and let's, let's just all be more positive mm -hmm. I'm at Rain Counter on Twitter. I'm usually quite positive, so so follow me. Yeah, pretty much. You can. He's either talking about some Welsh football, Welsh rugby, or some uh, Noah shit. Because I, I <laughs> like you, you. You had a whole thread for a whole day. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but, <laughs> that's the, that's that's what that's what I'm aiming aiming for. I just want people to look at my feed and just go. What's happening here? <laughs> well, well done, sir. <laughs> um, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We really, truly do. We're, hopefully, we'll come back next week and have some more fun with y'all, with you guys. But in, anyway, uh, in the interim, go to prorestes.com slash the chair shot. Leave it at that. We'll get out of here, uh, give you back your day. Um, and uh, my leash, what would you like to tell thy subjects? To always, always use your head. <laughs>